The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. Hey guys, if you like the content in this episode today, I want you to go and click the subscribe button to make sure that you get all of our future episodes as well because we've been putting out two to three episodes every single week with really, really useful recruiting tips for the investment banking recruiting process. It's going to help you land that job at a top investment bank. Okay, so I want to make sure that you don't miss any of our content. Today, I want to talk about uh, the secret to the investment banking uh, recruiting or sorry, the secret to the investment banking resume selection process okay um, now a lot of you spend a lot of time working on your resume I'm sure because you want that perfect resume to make a great first impression when you're applying to these investment making jobs right uh, but a lot of you for whatever reason once you apply actually don't end up hearing back right and people always ask like well what exactly is wrong with my resume so um, I want to let you in on a little bit, uh, a little secret that a lot of people don't know. Because I used to help screen resumes uh, back when I was in investment banking and in private equity. Right, I was on the on-campus recruiting team and um, kind of was the first uh, filter for who we wanted to interview and who we didn't want to interview. Right, and so um, one thing that you may or may not know is that investment bankers spend very, very little time looking at your resume. Uh, what do I mean by that? So there's a, st- uh, a statistic out there that you might have heard of that says that recruiters on average spend six seconds or less on a resume, right? Uh, investment bankers, I would say, uh, definitely spend probably six seconds or less on each resume because, uh, at least in my own experience, I did because uh, we are just super busy, you know? Uh, and also, we get a lot of resumes, right? Usually, if you're applying to an investment banking job, um, they have, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of applicants, right? Um, and so when we get the stack of resumes that we have to go through, that's on top of, you know, our day job, which is, you know, in, in my case, I was an analyst and I had a lot of work to do, right? And so we're not going to be sitting there spending, you know, five, 10 minutes reading every single resume, every single bullet point that you carefully crafted. That's not really how it works. At the end of the day, it all comes down to one thing, which is, First impression, okay? So what does that mean exactly for you, though, uh, in terms of the implications? Well, first, you got to make sure that you're checking as many of the high-level boxes as you can, okay? What do I mean by high-level boxes? So typically when we're screening resumes, we're skimming for certain things, right? We're skimming for the markers that we're looking for. So primarily, it's I would say there's four things. What school do you go to? Is it a, is it a good school? Um, what is your GPA? How high is it? Um, where have you worked before? And by where have you worked before, I'm probably just looking at the name of the companies you've worked at and also you know, your title, right? Um, and then your extracurricular activities, again, which uh, on-campus organizations are you a part of and do you have any leadership uh, positions in those organizations, right? And so those are like the high-level boxes. So typically, like if you check all four of those boxes, your chances of going the yes pile is pretty good, okay? So that's the first thing. If you don't check all four of those boxes, 
it's okay, but um, you know, it's going to be a little bit weaker. It's going to be a little bit harder for you to get selected, but you just want to check as many boxes as you can. Like I said, if you check three out of four, like, you know, it's not the end of the world, right? Like if you go to a non-target school, like you probably want to do everything within your power to make sure that your GPA is really, really good, right? Um, not saying that you can't get in uh, from a non-target school with a lower GPA. I have seen it happen. Some of our clients have been able to do that, but, um, but in that instance, then it's two strikes against you, right? And so um, that's the first thing. The second thing is, and here's the first impression, like formatting is crucial, okay? Formatting, what do I mean by that? It's like, you know, two different people with the exact same resume, the exact same set of experiences can have very different looking, uh, can have very different looking, uh, two very different looking resumes, right? Even though they have all the same experiences, right? Why is that? Because they format it differently, right? Does your resume look clean? Is it easy to read? Uh, does, is everything aesthetically pleasing, right? Do you put things kind of like where they're expected? Like going back to my point earlier, if I'm only spending six seconds on your resume, I'm looking for certain markers. Do you put those things in the places that I would expect to see them? Because if you don't, I might miss it when I'm skimming it. If I miss it, then it's too bad for you, right? So that's another part of formatting. And also, this one is really, really important. I see this is probably one of the most common mistakes that I see from students is the utilization of space, right? The utilization of space on your resume. You essentially have one page to, to put your best foot forward and present yourself in the best light possible. And if you send me a resume that's like half empty or a third of it is empty, it's all just white space, like what is that? what impression is that going to give off? Right, that's gonna tell me that oh, this person hasn't done that much. He couldn't even fill up an entire page, right? Um, on this, at the same time, like if your resume is like super packed and hard to read, like it's gonna make my eyes hurt, and I'm probably just not gonna want to even look at it, and I'm just gonna throw it away. I'm gonna put it in a no pile, right? And so, utilization of space is very, very important, and that goes down to even like you know how do you craft your bullet points, and you know a lot of people they make the silly mistake of having an entire row plus like one straggler word on the next line and they got all this white space, right? You don't want to do that, okay? So that's the second thing is formatting. And then the last thing is like, you know, again, saying on the aesthetics point, like use the right font, right? Like use the correct uh, font size. And also like, you know, I would stay between somewhere between eight to 12, um, you know, 10 is probably ideal, but if you have a lot of stuff and you got to go down to eight, that's fine. If you got to go up to, uh, if you don't have a, uh, en enough stuff to put on your resume, you want to go up to 12 to fill up the space. I think that's still acceptable, right? Um, and then also the font type itself, right? Like use something conservative, use something um, professional, use something like boring even, okay? Like Times New Roman or uh, some people use Arial or uh, my personal favorite is actually Garamond. I highly recommend Garamond. Um, a lot of our clients that use our template all use Garamond and they've gotten a lot of compliments for it, right? So anyway, those are just a few tips for you on the resume side. Like I cannot um, emphasize enough just how important it is to make sure that your resume looks good. So that is making the right first impression. Like of course, the substance is really important. You gotta have stuff to put on your resume, uh, but that's a whole other you know training that I'll do on, an, on a different day. But um, regardless of what the substance is though, the packaging matters, okay? How you market yourself matters. And you gotta make sure that, you know, if you're the product, like you gotta make sure the storefront looks good. If the storefront looks like crap, no one's gonna wanna come to the store, right? No one's gonna be interested 
in even seeing what's inside or if, if they even want to buy, right? They're not going to do that. So anyway, that would be it for today. Hopefully this helped you guys and uh, stay tuned for uh, more of these tips in the future. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there? Head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's really wall, stmastermind.com slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.